1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro Wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US Military military Vets vets Talking Pro wrestling. Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Man Cave. Cave. Now, your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly.
1: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave.
4: I'm Ellie Jair. And I am Jay Tilly. And today we have some special guests for our special show. Uh, For those that have listened for a while, or those of you may just be turning in, on the 22nd every month, we do a mental health check-in, kind of talk about mental health, mental awareness. Uh, I always want to give at least a disclaimer saying that none of us are licensed therapists. None of us are in the career field. We're just, uh, specifically Ellie, Jair, and myself, just two guys who, deal with depression anxiety and other mental uh issues and we like to tell our stories so everybody out there knows it's okay to not be okay and you're not alone tonight we are joined with i, I mean i'm honored to have you guys here uh both as veterans and as uh, wrestlers uh, especially me being an AEW day one fan at the press conference was there when the doors open and i can go to Daly's place for every show so it's really cool to see <laughs> captain sean dean joining us hey what's going on guys <laughs> nice so, to see you guys thank awesome yeah. yeah. man it's, it's exciting and Parley, no h i got did i get it I get no H, it. baby no h all right so uh tattooed and and bad news man <laughs> bad news and tattoos i got it backwards that's all the same hey, yeah. All the <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever just uh, you know. <laughs> i'm dyslexic so i can get away with that one <laughs> But uh, super excited to have you guys here. Uh, like I said, we're going to kind of talk mental health um, and specifically around you know some of the things maybe if you guys are willing to you know some of the things struggles you may have seen or or dealt with uh, Jared and I both have dealt with our own issues um, uh, PTSD is obviously a real thing for military members uh, depression, separation anxiety is one of the major ones I'm dealing with uh, when I came out of the military didn't get a retirement, so many. Literally got a package in the mail saying I was done uh, because of COVID and everything. So I got this mail and, oh, I guess I'm retired. So I never got to say goodbye to my unit and all that. So that really affected me. Talking to Jared there, like I realized, oh man, this guy's going through stuff too. So that's what prompted this whole thing. But before we get into all that stuff, I'll uh, open it to you guys. Like uh, what drew you, I know this is probably a question you get all the time, but I'm going to spin it a different way. So for when you guys decided to get into professional wrestling, um, I know both of you were in the military and left the military and joined professional wrestling, what kind of mental challenges did it take to overcome the lifestyle change of the military life being every day you're doing X, Y, Z to now you're kind of out and now it's like, oh gosh, I got to have my own self-discipline to go to the gym, to go to wrestling school, to find my own way. I'm just kind of curious, like how that went with you guys and how you kind of adjusted to that.
5: Uh well like so so for me it was, you know, you get that you have that discipline already engraved into into the, in boot camp, you know, where you come in and you know, and that's for anybody that that whether you have an athletic background or whatever, once you go to boot camp, you know, you're on a set routine. You gotta get up every morning at a certain time, Revely comes and you gotta get to work, you know. So for me, just going into, you know, when I started my training, even in my athletic career or anything like that, I always knew that I had a certain time frame I had to get up. I had to go to the gym, and I got to do this. And Bravo attached to it to me, like hey, we could be traveling, and it'd be we'll get done. We'll work at like two in the morning, get on a five a.m. flight, land back in Atlanta at like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And the first thing I say when I get off the plane is, "Hey man, I'm about to go to the gym." <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, so it's just it's ingrained in me that you know that whole time is that you know this is my job. You know. uh, as much as you know it's, a, it's an aesthetic business or so the the way you look and the way you present yourself is is key you know you you can you can look a certain way you can look like uh you know there's no knock on eddie Kaysen. you can look like education or you can look all the way like somebody like chris masters you know just some massive piece of great body or you know uh you can look like warlow or, or will hobbs or something like yeah. that you know it's just different body types but the key to that is that you have to do like some physical activity you have to work out just because of the toll that it takes on our body so I, I think about a lot of that from just being in boot camp and just knowing that, okay, even at the boot camp, I gotta get up at a certain time. I have to I gotta get in a routine and I just try to keep that routine throughout my whole uh my wrestling journey is just try to have a routine every day. I need to go to the gym. I know I gotta go. I gotta go to the gym. I, if I don't go to the gym, I don't feel right, you know? Uh and it's just because it is part of my job. I I have to make sure that I'm in shape and I'm ready to go at a moment's notice.
0: I would say uh I would think well, the transition from rex uh, from from military I would guess you say to wrestling was actually uh a lot easier than you would think because um because we was in the military for so long, we were better with structure. You dig what I'm saying, so it was a lot it's a lot harder. When I don't got something to do, like you know what I'm saying, like when 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 because like he said it's an aesthetic business, right? So like you have to go to the gym, you have to train, you have to make sure you're eating right. That stuff is easy because it puts me in a situation where I have to be scheduled, and that's usually when I work my best. Um, out of the two of us, I'm I'm more of the fly by the wind guy. You know what I'm saying? Captain is is Leonardo. I'm freaking. <laughs> You dig what I'm saying? So like, 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 as he, he, like he said, you know, we get off the off the plane at it's, it's seven in the morning. First thing he's saying is I got to go to the gym. First thing I'm saying is I'll get to the gym today. I gotta get some sleep, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get there eventually. You dig what I'm saying? So like, it's it's not, it's it's not, it's the same thing, but it, it works so much easier because you have to do something as a schedule. When I'm, when I'm left to my own devices, that's kind of when it, when it'll eat at me, you know what I'm saying? So wrestling is a lot having this around and having to do this a certain way is, is the best thing actually for me. You know, um, I wasn't an officer, I was an NCO, I was infantry, I was a grunt, you know what I'm saying? So like, I work best when, I know this may seem weird, but I work best when I'm told what to do. I'm real good at reacting. You dig know what I'm saying? And a schedule <laughs> is kind of like my unofficial, my unofficial NCO, my sergeant, you know what I'm saying? It's telling me what I have to do at what time or have to have it done by. And that usually works the best for me. You dig know what I'm saying?
4: that's awesome I, yeah i was the nco also and uh, jared was a a major so you know mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to boss him around now a <laughs> little <laughs> Hello, Hello. Hello.
3: yeah i came in a private uh made it to staff sergeant got selected for gunny and warrant officer uh did the warrant officer thing and then chopped over to uh the ldo side i was a glutton man I was a hey glutton. man you are you are one of one that is awesome
5: yeah, that's cool. You start uh, yeah.
3: list started listening
5: and started from the bottom, you know, straight up.
3: Yeah. So, you're on the grind, you're ascending in your journey and, you know, you come across your first roadblock. You're you know where the destination is and you hit that first roadblock and you could have easily said, "Oh, a wasn't meant to be, I'm going to go, you know, be, you know, stick with acting or I'm going to stay in my athletic field or, um, you know, pick up another craft. What was it besides like the, the burn in your gut for, this is really what I want. What was it that kept you focused, kept you, kept you on your grind? Cause you know, what, what, uh, the two of you are doing, not just in the ring, but for AEW, for the communities um, that you bring AEW into, it is it's next level. So I I'm just super interested to hear hear that. Me,
0: uh, it's it's simple. I'm 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 a marine, right? So I'm bullheaded, right? Ah. So like uh, a challenge or or anything that would have any because I, I would say it's really loosely to keep it loose as possible. Um, my second year was a big, uh, am I doing the right thing? You know, um, t- uh, it's a, uh, it's a lot. To, Marines aren't, we're very, uh, but not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we're a hard shot at tequila. If you get what I'm saying, and for civilians that could be hard to swallow, especially in an ego-driven um entertainment business that we are in. You know what I'm saying. So you put that on top of that. You know, um, there was a lot of things and people telling me maybe I'm operating outside of my wheelhouse, right? But like, uh, I can't quit. That's not. That ain't it. You know I can't I can't I chose that this is I chose that this is what I'm gonna do. I told myself this is what's gonna work, and I stuck by that. Right. So like if I got a mission, I can't just cash out on the mission. I gotta get it done. You know what I'm saying? No matter no matter how we gotta get it done, it gotta get done. You know what I'm saying? So once I decided that this is where I was gonna be at, and I realized that this was going to be um a surefire opportunity for me to change my life, and I wanted to stick my guns behind this. There was no quit at that point. No matter how hard the road get, no, how, no matter how heavy the, the load get, no matter how far the hump is i gotta go it is what it is that's you know nice. what i'm saying oh, and that's yeah. what that's that's the mentality <laughs> that i had and honestly you start to realize that when you start going through things and then you actually get through things you're like holy smokes Like i'm not tripping like this is actually working like your mentality not even what you're doing you're stick to it and you and you telling yourself you're not going crazy and you're going to keep going it it changes everything you know there's not something that could happen to me in wrestling right now that'll make me change my course like you know what i'm saying it's it's that's, that's the awesome. best
5: part of it that's yeah. awesome um yeah to to piggyback on that it's the same it's like you know i I left chicago i was in chicago man and uh i left everything i knew in chicago to come down to atlanta to start training so when you, when you make a big move like that like you leave every i don't have no i have no family down here you know i i, I don't know any, i didn't know anybody yes, down here do. oh of course now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know before before i met him i knew nobody you know i didn't i didn't have anybody who i felt like I can lean on nobody who I could depend on down here. You know, it was just me. I was down here. I was living, you know, in a in a, a one-bedroom apartment, sleeping on an air mattress. And, you know, when you get down to that point, you feel like you're at your lowest point, you hear, you know what I'm saying? But you have to you have a goal in mind. You know, I had a goal. And my goal was that I'm gonna be professionally wrestling somewhere on somebody TV before it's all said and done within the next three, four years. That's how that's the mentality I came down here with. And there were times when I felt like, you know, I was seeing my other peers. Like I I, I went to a school where, I I mean, I'm talking about like Leon Ruff, uh, Austin Theory, uh, AC Mack, anybody, a who's who, Allen Angels, Lee Johnson, uh, Aston Star, uh, Freya Yeha, uh, Aja Pereira. Like I had like all these incredible, amazing, AR Fox was my trainer, all these amazing people around me who are just doing their thing. And I'm here and I don't know nothing. I'm just here, you know and i'm trying to figure it out i'm trying to learn they getting more opportunities and i'm getting and you know and you get a feeling like man like all these people around me are succeeding, are succeeding and i'm and i'm not and i had to really take a step back and understand that their journey isn't my journey you know and my journey isn't the next person's journey so i got to stay the course and do what i do best and that's just stay at it, stay on the grind, keep going, keep asking questions. You know, that's one thing that I would say that me and Bravo do the most is that we're not afraid to ask questions. We're not afraid to to gain knowledge. You know, you can't get anywhere if you don't ask questions, closed mouths don't get fed. So we're big on just, you know, just staying the course and asking questions. Like that's how you get ahead, like networking, you know. Uh, your network increases your net worth. You know, that's a true thing. You know, the, the bigger your network is, the better your network will be, because you, you're getting the tools. Uh, our, our, our Coach Cody, you know, he says, you know your tool belt he talks a lot about your tool belt and in a life that's what you have to do you're meeting people and you're gaining knowledge and you're putting things in your tool belt that you don't even realize it could be something i can remember something from 10 15 years ago that i can apply today just because i talked to somebody that was able to help me through something you know and i I'll apply that to everything i do i listen to a lot of motivational videos i watch stuff every morning whenever i'm feeling down that's one of my biggest things that i do is i'll go on youtube or something. And however I'm feeling, there is a motivational video on YouTube from some of the best motivational speakers in the world that I can watch and that would pull me right out of what I need. You know, it'll get me right where I need to go to get me fired up, ready to run through a brick wall. And that's just kind of the mentality that you got to have when you feel like you're in a rut, you're stuck. Just take a moment, take a breather, step back and just say, hey, I'm here for a reason. It's a purpose. I'm not doing this for nothing. It's something at the end of the tunnel, you know, and you just got to keep present.
4: Man, I I love that because you're yeah you're part about uh everybody's on their own separate journey and everything like that's something we've talked about on the show previously about mental health too is, is everybody's mental health is their own so just because uh i watch a movie that makes me sad somebody else might watch it and not have a big deal about it so having that stigmatism about like oh i can't be uh, specific specifically as men right we we're always like we're tough we suck it up we just like in the military, you're hurt. Ah, rub some dirt oh, in yeah, it. Keep going. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 rub some dirt on it. Keep going. Or, or, it. Or, what do you mean you're feeling hurt? I don't care. So we're used to that. That, that uh, pressure to never show those emotions, and that's one of those journeys that I think everybody's kind of on. And it took me a lot to kind of break through that because I had a friend pass away unexpectedly uh, about a year ago, which actually was prompted us to start the show because I was like, man, life's too short. Let's do this. But I remember walking in the house. Uh, after I found out and my girls were home and I couldn't cry about it I'm like no nah, everything's fine everything's fine uncle Rob's not with us anymore but you know hey let's go cook some chicken wings or something so I had to like bury that down and it took going to a therapist and talking about it to realize that it's okay it's actually better to show my kids that emotion because mm-hmm. now they know it's okay to be emotional mm-hmm. um, so that that was a little hard for me uh, you know coming out of that and and now I know, and I can see it and, and work through those things. So that, that, that statement you made about everything in their separate journey really hit, I guess, going back to that point is I didn't realize Jared was going through some stuff when I met him, that he and I, what bonded us together was he was, he would say something like, man, I'm not feeling whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of that same way. And then he actually opened up about what he was going through, which made me go, Oh, I'm not doing this by myself. Like, man, he's a Marine. Like he's been in the shit. I'm a chair force guy. Like, oh, but he like if he can admit that he's having those problems then I definitely can. So that just, that was, I don't know, what you just said. There was powerful And the motivation thing. I'm all about that. I do the same thing, uh, right. the grind, this, this podcast that we started that almost like, nine months ago and we're loving it 300 and something downloads. And it's like, what are we doing? This is crazy because we're two dudes yeah. just like watching wrestling and talking about bourbon, beer and barbecue. So, <laughs> uh, but I want to launch into another, another question kind of along those lines, uh, you know, we, we said no gotchas, but I'm gonna get you captain when you were when you were the living dream sean dean trying to go out for tough enough how did uh how did that that uh try out and everything go like i'm you know i don't know what you got to know or not like but i assume i watched the show i don't remember seeing you but
5: was that like one of your first roadblocks coming into wrestling so that actually yes because i felt like so in in 2015 i did out for tough enough uh that was really because i had just got done i was i played arena football i played semi-pro football in chicago and i had kind of like took a year off from like 2014 that whole year 2014 i just felt like man you know what it's kind of like what bravo said like i i my time is like i need something to do like you know i I was just going to work working my nine to five i had just finished graduated from college so i'm sitting i'm like man i need to do something like i don't want to play football no more because it's like my heart wasn't into it no more and i feel like when your heart is into something anymore you just got to let it go because then you're just going to hate it you know and i still love football to this day but if i would have kept playing i probably would have hated football you know so i said hey man i was i was sitting down and i was watching uh wwe one day and tough enough commercial came on i was like you know what i've always wanted to do this i was too young at the time or just doing other things when they were doing the other seasons so said, let me try this out man so I, I did a promo i did actually they let me do two i did one tomorrow. Yeah, I did the single de Mayo one. <laughs> did the single de one, you know, shots on me, you know. And then, uh, and then I did the the Living Dream signing, and and I I, got, I made some good traction, you know. Both of those videos did really well on the, on the YouTube page. It was posted on that online and it was shown in like the commercial on TV. And I sat by and I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. Never got a call, you know. And I and I felt like I made it to like a a certain uh round. And then it was this guy who I was training with in Chicago at the time, and he got he got chosen, and he went down to the performance center. He did his thing. He didn't get picked, but he got to go. And that that was like, even I could have took it in a negative way. I could have. It was a it was a it was a downer because I felt like I did such a good job. I showed character. I did a little bit more than other people who probably been doing it for years. But I used that as key, like a light in the fire under my ass. Like, hey, if I did this. And it got this kind of traction. There's no way that I cannot that I'm not gonna make it in wrestling. And that's how I just took it. I took that up and the wrestler's victory. Now I was training like once a week, and then that's how I met AR Fox I AR Fox shortly after that. Uh about maybe a couple of months later after I did that uh that tough enough uh interview. So yeah, the living dream, dean with the ladies' <laughs> dream, You know what I'm saying? The man fearing nightmares, yo. <laughs> hey yo.
3: <laughs> Let's go. Hey yo. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah fantastic bet you didn't think i was gonna hit you with that one did you
5: i I did not not see that coming yo that's cool (laughs) that's all right
4: bravo's not off the hook i got one for him a little later too (laughs) going on into uh wrestling and um i know captain you said you moved from chicago uh to atlanta i kind of did something similar not for wrestling but it was for a career um same thing it was living on an air mattress with one tv and that was it uh the support system you have to have for that kind of stuff and even with now with your careers now the support system of all the traveling and um can you talk a little bit about how important the family is and how that helps you get through those tough times because i know in the military we had to deal with that too deployments and all that you talk to your family once every few months just curious if if it's kind of the same for that or,
5: or what you guys think uh yeah 100 the same uh i would say that me and bravo man, it's i know a lot of great fathers you know and that's that's key and Bravo is one of those those fathers that like he don't go a day without talking to his sons, you know, and that's cool. I always think that's cool that he, you know, he tells his sons he loves them, and he has like a, you know, a cool little, you know, uh, a little rally chant that they do to each other before they get off the phone, and you know, that, that's cool. Like you need that. Me and my wife, you know, my son and my daughters back in and my daughters back in Chicago, you know, she don't live with me in Atlanta, and that's key. Like you, we just talk to them every day, you know, my my brothers and my sisters. Like he met my my mom, my dad. Every time I'm at a show in Chicago, my mom and dad front row, right at you know at the end of my match, they're right there, you know. Uh, so that's key. Like they were very supportive when I decided to come down here to Atlanta and and do it, and I, and I needed that, you know, because like I said, I had nobody down here who I could turn to if things got tough, you know. I only had that support system that was a thousand miles away, you know. So to have them constantly check in on me and, and you know sending me words of encouragement, seeing what I'm doing, reposting my you know my clips and you know and it may not have been the best quality at the time, but they're still helping me promote my stuff and you know believing in a dream and you know and it was cool for me to and that that in itself was motivation for me that I knew I couldn't fail you know I had to succeed because I had so many people that was really counting on me to to make it to the next level so. uh our support system is really great. You know, I think Bravo, you know, you can touch on more on your side, but like, you know, just from what we both see from each other, just on that home front, like we both are just 100% about our family and making sure uh, that's taken care of before we do thing. else. 100%. Um, Sean is, Sean's married. I'm not married, you know,
0: so it's, it's, it's the same. It's also different. I'm a single father. I got two, you know what I'm saying? I got two sons and a daughter. So I, it takes a village for me to be able to pull this off. You know, there's a lot of times we're like, I got, I'm, we're working every week. We travel every week and I have my kids, you know what I'm saying? Just a <laughs> couple of weeks ago, uh, I I, picked my son up. I went to Texas, picked my son up on Texas on Sunday, Monday night, he comes, come to stay the week. I got what all my call? kids with me. Monday night, they call us, Hey, we need you to come for to weeks. Chicago for three days. And it's like two days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, <what? you> know? <laughs> I had no idea, you know, but I was able to call, you know, my mom, you know, my kid's mom or sister or something like that. You know, it, it takes a village to be able to pull this off. You know, um, we didn't get here by our own brown. We might have done the work. We might have been in the ring. We might have been in the gym by ourselves. But like it takes a support system to be able to get to this next level because we wouldn't be able to do it without people being able to cover our backs when, when you know, when they heat come on. Or when you got to take a last minute booking or a last minute flight, you got somebody to help and hold down the fort for when you are gone, which is very, very important. Big time.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a no shitter when it comes to, the support network. And I love that term that takes a village. And so uh, Bravo, how, how did you land on bad news and tattoos? Cause that's, that's freaking awesome. Damn cool. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, it, it's the best
0: words that I could have used to describe me. Uh, I, I don't even, you know, it, I don't even know. It just sounded really cool. I sound really <laughs> cool. It felt really cool. I feel really cool. And I was like, how can I describe my entire personality? Like, Cause you know, you judge a book by its cover, even though we're not supposed to, you know? So if this book had a title, it had to, you know, it would be called what? And I was like, hey, it was it was
5: it was,
4: baby, it's great. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. So uh, Captain, we know you do a lot of the uh, community service uh, stuff for the community, which is fantastic. I love that AEW goes out and about. Is there any uh, personal experiences where the support of the community kind of helped you through maybe some difficult times you were having or anything like that, or are they all just kind of unique? I just, the, the uh, stuff you guys do is awesome. Um, it's eventually when we get blown up, we're going to try to start doing stuff like that mission 22 and those, but I just love it. I, every time I read the stories I'm like, man, it's so cool that they do that. So just a little bit of a story
1: on those and like uh, maybe a network uh, special. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
5: i love I, I i'm not gonna lie man i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big community service guy believe it or not like so when i when i played in a, my a fraternity in college i'm a uh member of five beta sigma fraternity incorporated so uh community service is really drilled and instilled into me you know just from that because uh you know we do a lot of stuff we we do a lot of shows we, we take a lot of people money for merchandise and you know their drinks and all this stuff we do all these things for the fans you know and, and for me it's like it's nothing to take an hour, or two hours of my day to go back and give back to the community because that's that's important. That's all I really want. They're spending the money like they just want to be. They just want to know that we care. You know that we see it, and it's not just about what we do in the ring. It's about being out there on on the ground with them. You know, and, and doing those type of those type of activations. Uh, I am big. I, I really love the the military. And it's not just because you guys are here or that I'm military. It's just because I understand, you know, and it's key about what we're talking about today. I really do understand the importance that the entertainment that we provide to the troops. Because I remember being on my ship, on my aircraft carrier, and getting that stuff from from the WWE. You know, and, I, and I'm and using them because that's what they did. The Tributes for the yeah. troops. That was great. Like, that was like. To me, when I was there, you know, just being a fan and then knowing that, like, hey, they might come on my boat to do a show, like, that was incredible to me, you know? And they give it, gave us free tickets, so I would go out to the Scope down in Norfolk and stuff like that when they were coming to town. And it was really just something to do, you know? I was, uh, you know, when I went to military as 18, 19, you know? So, like, I couldn't go to the club, I couldn't go party, I couldn't <laughs> go, yes, you know, so I couldn't do nothing like that, you know, although, you know, story to another day.
4: Legally, <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> couldn't go. But for the most <laughs> part, you
2: know,
5: <laughs> that's why I was through my time. So that was cool, you know. So, like, when I get to do these activations with, like, uh, Warriors for, uh, you know, Wounded Warrior Project or uh, the K9 for Warriors, stuff like that, you know, those type of things where you're getting, they're doing a service where they're helping military vets who get out of the service who don't know anything. They don't know, like, they don't know the, some of us don't even know. I didn't even know the benefits I had when I get out, you know what I'm saying? Like I nobody, they just gave me a packet told me to go back to Chicago, you know what I mean? And it's crazy, I've always felt like, you know, we do so much for the country as far as like veterans, you know, we, we're sacrificing so much. And then when you get out, it's like, it's really a figure it out type thing, you know? And that's crazy, you know? They walk us through the whole process to get us in, they do all this stuff, they explain everything. But when you get out, they explain nothing. They give you some papers and say, hey, you figure it out. And I, I always felt like that was kind of that was kind of wrong and it's kind of messed up. And I hope one day that it changes to where like, you know, I feel like veterans say you, you shouldn't like, when you leave out, you should get everything. As soon as you walk out, like whatever you entitled to, your home loan, your your, your your college education, whatever they tell you they're gonna give you when you first come in. Hey, make it as easy as, as it's said and done when I get out. You know what I mean? Don't make me jump through all these hurdles and all these hoops and do waste this, I don't wanna say waste time, but it is. It's like, I'm, I, I gotta go back and prove all this stuff. So anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but I just feel like anything I do with the veteran stuff that can get them support, I love it because that, Those are that's a big component of our of our country, and we we give the ultimate sacrifice to this country. And I just love giving back to those men and women because that's it's important that they know that, you know.
4: Yeah, I I definitely get that. Like I said, I got my retirement in the mail and didn't know any of my stuff. I'm just now getting my my benefits for uh, my my broken neck and everything. I'm like, oh wait, I can get medical. Wait, what? So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, But I like it, yeah. Hey, sign mm-hmm. here, dot here, cross this T. All right, you're in. <laughs> now you're out. All right, enjoy life I and should, figure it out. See you later.
1: That w-
4: was one of the hardest things I had to adjust to was coming out from, you know, 24 years of, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing, well, what am I doing today? Like, yeah. I gotta go I gotta go get a job? You're not gonna give me a job? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. I use wrestling as an escape, Uh, which is why we kind of tie it into our mental health is because it's a way to kind of, just uh, suspend your belief and and watch these superstars in the ring, uh, or that's the other company. Watch these wrestlers in the ring, and uh, just enjoy, you know, not having to think about the shitty day you had at work or you know whatever. I'm just gonna watch like you get the shit chopped out of your chest. So I know in the military we talked about the stigmatism of mental health and everything. Do you guys see the same thing in wrestling? Do you see? Because I know Eddie Kingston has been very vocal about it. I know Cash did an interview about it, but. For wrestlers in the locker room and everything, do you guys kind of see that? And if you don't feel comfortable answering, I understand. We'll we'll edit out and we'll skip it. Go to something else. But I'm just curious if you kind of see that because, like I said, I know in my career, you know, I, I went through a divorce during and I just had to suck it up and couldn't tell anybody, you know, because you couldn't show emotion. So I'm just curious if you guys kind of see that same thing in the locker room in, in the
5: wrestling business. Uh, yes, <laughs> I would say okay. yes. You know, mental health is, is really big, and it's kind of cool that it is like you got guys like eddie kingston and cash and you know uh thunder uh you know tony storm you got everybody out here talking about the mental health thing because it's important man you know a, a lot of uh i always me and bravo we always like to say that we didn't come up in wrestling you get what i'm saying so like yep the stuff that like people deal with in wrestling is something that's foreign to us because all we like, after we got out of the military, we live real, like, I don't want to say real lives because that is real life, but I, it is kind of like real civilian life before we get back into a different structure of life. You know what I mean? Which is wrestling. And some of the things, some of the the the, the, the trials and the tribulations and the things that wrestlers go to, especially ones that have, this is all they know. It's all they ever been a part of is, is this. It could be, it could take a toll on you, you know, whether, Some of the things you said, some of the same stuff that we that we military people or that we take for granted is like, you know, thinking if you're good enough, you know, thinking if are you being used? Are you going to are you know, is the the next company going to look at you or give you an opportunity? You know, are you grinding doing all this grinding for no reason? You're missing birthdays, you're missing weddings, you're missing engagements, you're missing all this, all these important things for, you know, a 100 bucks or something like that before you finally actually get to where you need to be at the next level. And then now, you know, you get to the next level and a lot of people get there and they're, they're jaded. They they're, they they feel like they should go straight to the top or like, you know, they, they don't know how to relish in that moment of finally making it because now they got another set of hurdles to go through to get to the pinnacle or the peak that they want to get to. And it's important that they take that step back and just say like, hey, you know, it's more to it than it's just this, you know? And that's a lot of things that I preach. It's, it's more to life than just wrestling. Like I love wrestling and I think, uh Dax said it best like you know when I look at wrestling I think of you know it's God family then wrestling you know that's how I look at it you know uh I don't never want to put wrestling before my family I never want to be to put it before like my faith and what I feel like you know is right and I'm always going to stand on it. you know I I just feel like that if if, if more people look at it in that, that aspect that you know it's a form of entertainment wrestling for us is just entertaining we're entertaining the fans and we're doing that and I never want to take it home with me You know. And I did that just in my regular job, in, in regular life, is that I never took what happened to me at work or anything that may happen at work. I never brought it back home with me because then that's when you start really getting in your head and things start getting kind of, you know, fuzzy or or you losing, you know, you start losing the magic of what you're doing. I think, uh, I, think I was blessed to come into
0: wrestling in a time, because Sean's been doing this a lot of I was blessed to come into wrestling in a time where um, mental health, wow. the conversation of mental health was starting to be, um, talked about in every asset, every facet of life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like whether you have a nine to five, whether you're doing something, you know, wrestling, what no matter where you at, you know, what where I mean? you you're at, at yeah. home, you're in a yep. family, like mental health is the conversation of, let's say, this decade, this generation, you know? So um I was able to see the remnants I, I was I was in the military when that wasn't the talk. It didn't to the state, say the military base. So like yeah. now, like like I would venture to say, I mean um, uh, uh, service member, service member. I'll venture to say that service members now are are coming up in a different armed forces than the four of us came up in, if you will. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So nope. it's, it's, it's obviously, I think the same thing with wrestling. Uh, I'm able to see, um, I still have a lot of the veterans that were raised the old fashioned way. And I can see, I can see that mentality still being not so much taught, but unspokenly passed on, you know? Um, and then I can see the change in the locker room from the new generation that like, and some of the veterans, like he said, like, you know, the cash is Eddie Kingston, you know, who, who, who um, and, um, you know, uh, Brian Danielson, the people who are, who are speaking out about, you know, hey, make sure that you are right up here, you know, make sure that everything is good, you know? um. Mike Mike Bennett is one of the big ones in our Iraq. Like, yeah, you know, sure, yeah. really talking about making sure that, like you know, uh that you're okay up here before before you even step out, or you or even you, go out there, before even take a picture, before you even put your boots on, that you are right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of a uh, like a uh, it's it's a very warm environment like even before the show like when we see everybody when when all the wrestlers back they see each other hey man how you doing how was your week you know how you feeling you know and it's a genuinity that comes with that you know whereas back in the day back in the day i could definitely see how i was like hey like you know um like like you i you worked yesterday you be all right you know what i'm saying you know know like it's also also uh i would say uh, as weirdly as it may sound, pain uh, management has a thing to do with this as well. As weirdly as it may sound about right. in our business, right? Because you don't want to say like if if sometimes if you're hurting, you know they say in wrestling you don't want to um, you're always gonna wrestle hurt you never want to wrestle injured. You know what I'm saying? Like wrestling hurt. You know what I'm saying? So like when you when you, when you're hurting and stuff like that, if you've got an ache or a pain, you might you might walk around a little bit differently, and you might not want to say anything to anybody because that could affect something else later on down the line. You know your arm's not feeling, lose lose your leg's not feeling. Yeah. You know, that might mess, you know, if you, if you, what if there is something wrong, now you in your head, now you don't know if, if you can right mm. it right. It's a, it, all of that affects, um, the way the performers and the wrestlers go into this thing and you could see it and mental health is a big part of all of that. Now people are comfortable with saying, hey, you know, what Wait, I'm not, I'm not feeling too hot. You know, this isn't, yeah, I gotta go see doc, you know what, maybe I should just take a break and not be afraid to lose a spot or be shot. afraid that you're going to, you know, that, that your, your mat that you were going to have, that you've been building to is going to get lost in the shuffle. You know, it's a, it's a very, it's a lot more welcoming than the stories that i've heard from our past that past
5: yeah that's that's 100 true man like uh people now have more of a it's okay like you said it's okay to say hey doc you know i'm hurt i don't you know but back in the day like somebody you say hey i'm hurt you might lose your spot or you you thinking about losing your spot but now because we've develop a culture of it's okay. Like he said, the mental health and, you know, that's part of your mental health. If you got to go around and you're stressing about like, hey, I got a nagging uh, hamstring injury or something like that, or a nagging knee injury. And, you know, today might be the day where I might, you know, I might tear something, I might do something, you know, but I'm gonna keep pushing through it because I don't want to lose my spot. Now, today it's like, hey, you know what? let me go tell the doc i got something going on they can do some preventive maintenance they can do whatever you know to get me right so that maybe i might have to take like a week off but i'm good to go next week type thing you know even, and, and even like, like even like outside of outside of i
0: would say uh professional realm we're talking the indie realm right it's uh cap said something very interesting earlier you know uh Wrestling is a very, I I love wrestling to death as a business, but it's a very take business. Take, 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 take. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, who, you know, you're not making a lot of money trying to get to the top, top, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Wrestling will, will for sure, throw a wrestling show on a Thanksgiving or throw a wrestling show on a Christmas. <laughs> because you want to be seen and you want your, you know, you want to keep your steam rolling, you're gonna sacrifice a little bit of time with your family or sacrifice that mm-hmm. gas money to go do this and go do that. And when that doesn't play out the way that you want it to play out or like you don't get the opportunity that you thought would come with certain things, it can really wear on you. You know, and yeah. and and that's a that's a big thing. You see that you see that a lot. A lot of people um who I came up with on the indies I'm sure Sean shot as well have um, the mental health of d- defeating themselves more than more than feeling anything any kind of ill way or not like that but just not feeling like you're living to the potential of how you think that you are and seeing people from the left and the right of you go up and do things that could really be defeating and now you're starting to see a lot of wrestlers you know build each other up with that you know and and, and help each other up off the floor and stuff like that like hey you know yeah. um, you're doing great you're doing fantastic there's a lot of flower giving in wrestling right now which is
3: phenomenal for what yeah. we're talking about if you will yeah yeah that's that's so awesome to hear you know you take your you know, you leave a Marine Corps unit, there's nothing stronger than a Marine Corps squad. You got your squad leader, your fire team leaders, um, like the bond is is unbreakable. And then, you know, Captain being on the football team, you know, everybody's looking at each other when you're in the huddle, you break the huddle, everybody can read each other's body language. And to hear that, you know, what you're experiencing both at, at your parent company um AEW and uh, you're seeing and hearing on the indies is I mean that really that that really warms you know warms uh warms me up because I you know I can only imagine what goes on you know in in your head before you go out do I look right did I warm up right am I you know did my gear look right I mean and you know it's wow you Hearing that is uh that's freaking awesome. So kudos to uh the wrestling industry and you know, suspended belief, you know, my uh, WWE brain and my AEW heart. That that's freaking awesome. So kudos, you, that's good.
4: Thank you. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. All right. So I'm gonna hit you guys with one last question, then I'll go to our outro. Uh so it's something that uh kind of uh Jared and I started with our first show. Um, I kind of make it a tradition with people we have on. If you had to tell a non-wrestling fan one wrestling match
5: to watch to get them into wrestling, what would it be? Uh if I had to be like just what got me like made me be like damn I hey this is cool. Is Shawn Michaels versus Razor Lighter match. That's I'm telling them to watch that. That's, that a, good to wow. yeah, that <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that That's a good one. That match had me going. Yeah.
0: I'm going to keep it more current. You already know where I'm going. If uh-huh. I want you to see where wrestling is at right now and you want to be blown away from a story from top to bottom, I'm going Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. That was yes. most That, Man, that, that was the
4: most amazing match I've ever seen <laughs> with my own two eyes. Yes. So,
5: you know so, heart.
4: so heart. mine was uh, the Hogan and Rock. For sure. Because yes, for two, two well-known names that yep. any person I could bring in and sit in front of that, they would go, oh, I know who these guys are. Oh, and that the, the 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 dichotomy of the the way the the fans went back and forth. I just that, I think that's mine. I'll let Jared tell you his.
3: And mine was Edge and Christian, Bully Ray and Bubba. Oh,
5: TLC. The TLC.
3: And that spear out of midair.
1: Oh, I mean, so- <laughs>
3: like what on earth? Yep. And yep. Like, The first time I ever saw wrestling, it was Jerry Lawler. Um, And I was a kid and we were in Kentucky and I'm flipping through my family. They're sitting there chattering. I didn't know what they were talking about. And boom, I flipped the screen on and he throws the fireball. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, that's like that joy, not of the fireball, but of just like shutting my brain off and going this. This is like amazing. And, you know, the razor Ramon match, you know, a chicle he they could hey, do no wrong um nothing
5: nothing just, wrong
3: <laughs> yeah that's awesome storytelling that's phenomenal yeah sweet all right well uh i'm going to let
4: you guys uh any final thoughts or uh advice anything you want to give to our listeners uh to throw it out there, uh, maybe hit your socials up, and then we'll uh, we'll
5: close out. Oh, man. Uh, so for me, man, I just want to say, man, on just on the topic of mental health, man, just always do, take a moment to uh, take a moment throughout your day, man. Just unplug, whatever you, however you unplug, just take a moment, whatever it is you do, just unplug and rewind. Rewind. Just have a place where you can just sit back, relax, and reflect. Always think, think about a lot of the positive things that you got going on in your life, all the stuff that you get to look forward to and uh all the people that's counting on you to, to you know make a make a difference whatever that difference is it could be as small as you know going to the gym or it could be as big as changing someone's life you know to, taking your family breaking generational curses whatever it is set for you to do uh is there for you to do if you just take a moment and just know that you can't do it um and also you know for the for those of us we're living in the social media age and things like that man one of the biggest things i would, would like to tell everyone that's listening to this man hey twitter x Whatever you want to call it, Instagram, all that stuff, man. Hey, it's not it's not the real substance of life. Uh I just want to say, hey, do not get caught up in that type of that that uh I'm gonna keep my words choice. So just do not get caught up in the rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rubbish of 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 X, man. That is not uh, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's terrible. You know, so don't get caught up in that and and just let it be. You know, enjoy wrestling for what it is. And I really appreciate you, for What something that you said was that you got lost in just the suspense of of, of what wrestling is, and that's key, man. No, it doesn't matter about the wins, the losses. It's about the story we're telling. And if you can get lost in a Marvel movie, a DC movie, your favorite action movie, your favorite comedy, your favorite TV show, whatever it is, if you can get lost in that, you can get lost in wrestling. If you just allow your brain to just process what you're watching and just let it be, it's a form of entertainment. is for us to entertain you, and that's it. You know, uh, I'll leave it at that, man. You know, hey captain sean dean i am the power of positivity man that's my whole thing that's kind of one of the reasons why they call me the captain uh you know follow me on all my socials you know sean dean 773 on everything you know and yeah man
0: well uh i'm gonna say because this is military uh rooted i'll say i'll say last thing i'll say is uh all four of us had the same exact kind of story we all got out the military and was left to boot you know, no one had no idea. You know, uh, I, I was infantry. I was a grunt. They literally told me the only job that the military taught me was how to be a security guard. And that's not doing anything. I had nothing. Man, man. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I, was, I had nothing. I had no skills. I went to Iraq, went to Afghanistan, had all these memories and all this stuff happening behind me, but I had nothing to come home to. And if anything, also all four of us are stories that there is life after this. You know, I can feel like we're by ourselves. You know, I, I left the military and everything I knew when I got out and I had no family, no friends, Because the military was the family and the friends that I had. And I had to start all the way over, you know, and that could make you feel that like could, that could play with your head a little bit, right? Um, especially when we're told not to let things play with our head, but we are all evidence that there is, there is life after that and that we can yeah, all make it. And we can do whatever we want to do. You know, what the military gave us that, that, and not just the military, but just life it right now is mental toughness, which is what we talked about earlier. That's why we're able to move and transition past what we you know, where we, where we came from to where we're at right now, you know, being confident in who we are and knowing exactly who we are, and what we bring to the table. And that's important. Yeah. Right. So I would say, just keep, keep our heads up. You know um it, it's a big it's a big world there's a lot to do out there especially for us who come from other worlds you know we we are a band of brothers we all got each other's back and that's important mm-hmm. and me and shauna just proved that if you put your mind to it no matter where you come from no matter what they say you you're qualified for you can literally reach the start whatever you want to do that's our favorite thing in the whole wide world <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so that's that's what i would leave it with um captain's the leader so i'm gonna say go out there and Fuck the world up, guys. Go, go kick ass. Take <laughs> Leave that out. Bad News yeah. Tattoos. I love you guys. You know? uh yeah, that, That's what I would say. Just go out there and, and take, take take, action. You know, don't leave nothing on the table. Go for it.
4: All right. You want to
0: plug your socials real quick? Yeah. Uh, look up Bad News and Tattoos. There in you go. You'll find me. Charlie Bravo on C <laughs> A R L I E. No H. A-H. No H. My name is not
4: Charlie. I will fight you for that. <laughs> Hey, I made that mistake. I, I apologize. You're
0: the man, brother. Thank you guys. Thank you so much that you guys had us here. You know, we love doing stuff like this. We'll, we'll hey, hey,
5: congratulations on y'all things, too, man. Y'all, y'all been doing this since 2020, man. Y'all that, love y'all making yes, y'all exactly. making waves. It's just key, right there. You know, like you said, that's just that's important in itself. That. You guys are two military vets. You got out. You guys didn't have anything. You didn't know nothing. You did this thing right here, and it's, it's gaining steam, and it's doing what it's supposed to do. And that's just key, man. Who's to say in the next year or so that you guys won't be the number one podcast? You know what I'm saying? Top ten podcast. You know what I'm saying? We'll like, still be here baby. And, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's touching, the plan. you know. So it can keep the the things that you guys are doing. If you stick to it, I'm telling you, man. Top ten is on your way. You know what I'm saying? And yep. then top five, and then until eventually you get to number one. That's the whole key. Just keep shipping away. We're doing it now.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's the plan. I mean. It's- well, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this is the No Shave Man Cave. It's your first time listening to us. You can follow us on uh, all the socials, X, Threads, whatever else is out there. No Shave Man Cave. If you want to listen to the audio version? Not look at our ugly mugs. We're on every podcast uh, network out there. No Shave Man Cave. It's and like, least, this might increase uh, show women. Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say we might get better yeah, now. I, I mean, get, we got the beards them. to cover I'll it pick up. Pick the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got the beards though. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, again, this is our 22nd episode. We we put these out on the 22nd. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. You are not in this struggle alone. I promise you, reach out to somebody. Uh, and if you see somebody you think might be struggling, reach out to them, even if it's just a guy you work with and next thing you know, he's your best friend. So uh, with that, I'm going to tag it out to my tag team partner to close us out.
3: Thanks for checking us out here at the No Shave Man Cave to the tag team of tag teams with the Captain and Bravo. Thank you for joining us here so so much can't tell you enough to our brothers and sisters at arms keep doing what you do hurry up get your ass home you're needed back here and until next time take care of yourselves take care of each other and we'll see you on the floor
2: you've been listening to the no shave man cave if it's pro wrestling we're talking about it unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods if you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the floor.